Hey guys, welcome to another um, episode of Radio Web. Today we have me, Max, and Henry hosting. Uh, today's topic is Michael Jackson. Before we get into the podcast, let's enjoy one of his big hits. That was Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. The song was released in 1983 as a second single from Jackson's sixth studio album, Thriller. Billie Jean reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 as well, where it remained for seven weeks, and it also charted in numerous foreign countries. The song was also certified six-time platinum by the RIAA. Although Michael Jackson is known to a lot of people worldwide for these big hits, his career really started in the late 1960s. That's right, Henry. In 1969, the Jackson brothers gathered up to form the Jackson 5 group, which started off as um, performances and talent shows in clubs and quickly advanced to number one hits in the entire America with the songs I Want You Back, ABC, The Love You Save, and I'll Be There. Although the Jackson 5 seemed like a success at the time, what it turns out is that Jack, um, Michael Jackson was constantly abused by his father when he was... Um, a part of the group as um, Michael Jackson revealed in the 1990s. There was also a news report from The Guardian saying that Joe Jackson was one of the most monstrous father in pop. Which is why Michael Jackson's career really took off when he was able to, when he was able to escape from that environment and go solo and he was able to write, produce and create his own music, allowing him to really spread his wings. His solo career really took off when he released his first successful solo album, off the Wall in 1979, and his musical talent was recognized on a nationwide scale. This is when he started rising as a pop star. Following Off the Wall, Michael Jackson released uh, hit after hit with Thriller and Billie Jean, which we played in our intro, as well as Beat It. Beat it. Just beat it. He then popularized the infamous dance move, The Moonwalk. His success and talent was also recognized by the media, uh, in a New York Times article written in 1984, uh, a writer wrote, In the world of pop music, there's Michael Jackson and there's everybody else. He continued on to write, Over the last year, Mr. Jackson's songs have defined dance music. As you can see, his reputation and his career seemed to be at its peak and continued to prosper. These were all part of the uh, rise aspect of the Icarus narrative structure. Um, he started off in a bit of a bad environment, and then his career really took off, and he rose into the king of pop. However, his continued success hit a turning point in August 1993, when a child called Jordy Chandler accused him for sexual harassment. According to a New York Times article written by Ben Cesario, Chandler claimed that Michael Jackson forced him to perform oral sex on him while performing oral sex on the little boy while he was asleep. After this claim was made by Chandler, the police department of Los Angeles visited his private property, the Neverland, and they collected several video evidence and a photo of his um, genitals for their investigation of the case. According to the Los Angeles Police Department, the, the diagram of the genitals described by Chandler was surprisingly similar to the actual photo of Michael's genitals. $23 million were offered to the Chandler family and their lawyers by Michael Jackson to settle the case and he finally stated that I am not guilty of these allegations 
But if I am guilty of anything, it is of giving all that I have to give to help children all over the world. Although it, it was a moving statement made by um, Jackson, due to the media coverage, his reputation took a big hit. This is when we started seeing the falling segment in the Icarus net narrative structure. So Henry, would you like to introduce some other aspects of this falling segment in the Icarus narrative pattern? Well, other than these accusations, um, the media coverage also touched on the skin color of Michael Jackson. Uh, it was revealed that Michael Jackson was actually struggling with a skin disease called vitiligo. Uh, this caused his skin to become more pale and whiter. So when he made public announcements about his skin disease, why would people still think that he's trying to change his appearance? Because the skin disease he was struggling with actually was supposed to cause patches of skin uh, which turned white. However, uh, when he appeared in shows or performances, his whole skin, his whole face was a lot paler than before and he was, he was turning out um, fully white, which is why lots of people believed he was bleaching his skin. Um, and till today, people don't know. So they, they still believe this theory because of the media coverage on this particular event or situation. I also realized a lot of um, media talking about his change in appearance in terms of the shape of his nose and his jawlines and his butchin as well. So how do you think this media coverage affected Michael Jackson? The media coverage on this situation was on an extremely large scale. Uh, there were several... Uh, news articles and um, <clears throat> theories or assumptions guessing the reasons behind why Jackson was going through these plastic surgeries. However, according to this ABC News uh, news article written in 2009, in an interview in 2002, uh, Jackson denied all plastic surgery rumors uh, and said he had only got the nose job to help him breathe better and sing better. However, the news article went on to say that a surgeon confirmed saying, which nose do you think would breathe better, Lipkin said. A normal nose that has normal structures, all of which are designed to help breathe, or something that's totally devoid of any natural structure. Uh, the makeovers became more extreme, and several people had different theories on to why he wanted to change his appearance so much. There was also a quote within the article saying, I think he was obsessed with staying timeless is what I think. Uh, it's as if he wanted to look like some, you know, being who has gone into some eternal realm of fame beyond life and death. These assumptions and media coverage uh, affected his reputation and to an extent might have affected him personally as well. However, there was an instance where he was extremely affected by accusations and media coverage on a very personal level. Max, do you remember the situation and event? Mm. With Michael's music in decline, another accusation of child sexual abuse was um, filed in 2005, February 28th. Again, the media drew um, attention to Michael Jackson and his accusation. The 14-year-old boy um, claimed that Jackson showered with him and masturbated him constantly. He was also accused for showing pornography to the child and all, um, serving him wine. The Los Angeles police once again um, visited Michael's private property to find evidence, but again didn't find any evidence that supported the child's claim. Oh, I also heard that he did something ridiculous in court. Yeah, according to a New York Times article, 
Michael showed up in pajamas to the court, which made really no sense and drew a lot of global news attention, once again hurting his reputation. Many assumed that the attention drawn from Michael's erratic behavior caused Michael to develop depression, which ultimately led to his use of antidepressants. So Henry, how do you think his drug use affected him? Jackson's drug use played a huge part in his life. It was the cause of his death. However, uh, this drug use was not entirely his fault, as most of the drugs he used were for his insomnia uh, and health mainly. Jackson's physician was responsible for his death. According to this CNN article written by Alan Duke in 2013, um, the Jackson's physician, Murray, gave him 60 nights of propofol infusions, which would normally be fatal to most people as it, as it makes somebody go two months without REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, which is vital to keep the brain and body alive. Murray stated that these were to help his insomnia. However, he was still convicted and many Jackson fans were furious with him. Although Jackson's death was primarily uh, the fault of his physician, many assumed that um, Jackson had to take these drugs in the first place because of the negative media coverage on these events and these accusations, which was giving him anxiety and stress as most of the drugs he was taking was for insomnia and anxiety. Despite the backlash and negative media coverage Jackson received during his career, many people mourned his death uh, on a global scale, through, especially through media. It created unprecedented surges of internet traffic and dramatically boosted his sales of his music. However, after his death, there was still a lot of mass media targeting him and the accusations towards him still being created to this day. Max, I heard you watched a documentary about it recently. In 2019, there was a documentary called Leaving Neverland, which was directed from the producers from HBO. The documentary um, interviews two people who claim that they were abused sexually by Michael Jackson, which is Wade Robson and James Safechuck. The documentary contains a very detailed explanation of how these boys felt sexually abused by Michael Jackson, talking about the frequent um, oral sex and masturbation that they had with Michael Jackson. But what is very strange here is that Wade Robson and James Safechuck are both the kids that testified for Michael when Chandler um, sued Michael for the sexual abuse. The media find it very suspicious that these two boys, who are both in their 30s, are now suddenly appearing after 10 years of Michael's death and, and suing Michael Jackson for a few hundred million dollars for their psychological effects. What is important to note here is that the documentary is only based on the words of these two boys. There are no physical evidence that supports that their words. Although many suspect that this film was only made for the purpose of exploiting Michael's money, the production of this documentary is still impacting um, Michael's reputation, which really shows the downfall of Michael's within this Icarus narrative structure. As the documentary is extremely convincing with all the tears and emotions that come out of these two characters, and has even swayed my opinion on Michael Jackson. Therefore, this documentary is extremely powerful and it can very easily hurt Michael's reputation and image. However, it's important to know that none of the claims have been proven and no one really knows what happened. Despite this, due to the media coverage, many already believe that Michael Jackson was a sexual predator, even though he's still innocent as he has not been proven guilty. 
In conclusion, media coverage has played a significant role in Michael Jackson's life and career. We can see how his life has been reflected upon the Icarus narrative structure through the continuous media attention he received, beginning from his Jackson 5 days all the way to the recent Leaving Neverland documentary. Michael Jackson has been, an, in a way, formed by the media. Thanks for listening, guys. That has been the Michael Jackson episode for Radio Web.